Finally, a talk show that helps you defeat mediocre Christianity and walk in genuine friendship with God. Coach and Joe starts right now. You okay, BB? Yes, I'm fine. Welcome to Coach and Joe. Everything okay? <laughs> yep, I'm good. You scared me. <laughs> I'm here with the illustrious Joe Keller, the pride of Traveler's Rest. I've, I've since moved. Number 14 in your... <laughs> Number 14 in your program, number one in your heart, and I'm here with Gabby Howard. Had a conversation earlier. The origin of Gabby seems to be Gabrielle. Yeah. Middle name? Elise. 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 Uh, Elise. Elise Howard. Great name. Joe Keller. Great name. What's your middle name? Um, Well, Joseph Colin Keller is going to be my full name. Joseph. Joseph Colin. I like that. Colin Keller. You get in trouble with a cent. I'll call you that. Jo- yeah, my mom calls me Joseph a lot. Jo- you got any siblings? Uh, yeah, I got one sister. I got she's, Jade is three years younger than me. She's twenty one. She in college? No, she's in Ohio. Shout out Jade. If you're watching, <laughs> coaching Joe, shout out. Jade. Hey, welcome. Glad you're here. Tell the story of how we met. By the way, these are two ascent students. Uh, but let's do this. Let's go to Gabby first, and then mm-hmm. then to you. What is ascent, Gabby? Uh, ascent is basically a discipleship school that helps you walk in friendship with God. No, Gabby's looking at the wrong camera. We got to do some coaching here. <laughs> Sorry. That's your, that's your oh, camera okay. up there, Gabby. Sorry. Ascent is a discipleship school <laughs> that helps you walk in friendship with God. There you go. And you're a year one student. Correct. Here on campus. We also have a year two class, which you're in. Mm-hmm. And then we also have an Ascent online. Yeah. Let's start with you. How? Because I love the story. Yeah. God, usually God's all in our stories and we don't know it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the way I like to say it is when you <laughs> dust for the fingerprints of God, mm-hmm. you can see him in your past. But you didn't know he was there. So you just come strolling into Clemson FCA. Tell this story. Yeah, so, I mean, long story short, I had a, a pretty dramatic encounter with the Holy Spirit. And look at this. You can this look camera. at me, too. Okay, I just didn't. You can look at me. I'm right here. Pretty uh, dramatic encounter with the Holy Spirit in high school. So it was my junior year. So I knew I was, I was Baptist, talking about getting snuck up on. The Holy Spirit got me. Um, I was in Ecuador when it happened. So anyway, long story short, the only way I say that is because I had been searching for God really since that time, you know, and it, and, it, and I kept trying to find stuff. I kept trying to find a church, and and just didn't really fit. And then my my sophomore year at Clemson, I was actually late because it was in the amphitheater. So what it's, it's normally in Clemson FCA is normally in Tillman Hall. So it was in the amphitheater. I think it was in like kind of the beginning of the school year. Um, and I was late, so I wasn't sitting with all my friends. So I was in the very back. Uh, very back of 2,500 students. A ton of students. Yeah, it was like one of the most because it was outside. So we just well, had, it, we had random people. Coming. And it was the first FCA of the year. First FCA of the year, yep. Chad, so Chad was speaking. You're on the back row. I had, I had not heard of you. Never, you know, never heard of Chad Norris. Um, and, and you start speaking, and, and like, I guess about 10, 15 minutes in. It's funny because I know Chad now. And we, we t- kind of talk about his process, what he was thinking that night. You started talking about witch doctors and Haiti and all this stuff. And I'm like, what in the, what did I just come to? I thought this was at Clemson SCA. What just happened? And I just remember after the fact, I remember I was sitting with this guy named Daniel Jones who was beside me. I'm like, I said, like, dude, I'm going to his church. I don't know who he is. But it was, it was everything that I had kind of wanted and you were just, it just felt like I was supposed to go. So I started coming to Bridgeway after that. So that's been a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now you're known as the Cracker Barrel Prophet. You've been working work at Cracker, Cracker Barrel, Barrel for how long? 
Uh, December 15th. December 15th. December 15th, yeah. We got a few students over there, don't we? We have, yep. Miriam and Liz are actually there right now, so. That's really awesome. I'm really proud of you. Gabby, how in the world did you find out about Ascent? How did this happen for you? About Ascent. So, during the quarantine, I had time to get on the Dream Shema, the Zoom that you guys mm-hmm. did, and really, the, for the first time in a while, I had time to slow down and get plugged into Bridgeway, which is something I had really been yearning to do. And the Lord kept talking to me about the ascent and even before the dream conference started. And I thought it was only online. And I know that just not going to work for my personal personality type. Mm. So I was like, Lord, why do you keep putting this in my ear? And then somebody said it on like Coach and Joe, oh, we're doing in class. So then I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. But there was something in me that was like, well, I can't lay down my career for this. Like I can't take What was your career? Real estate. Okay, cool. Yes. So I just kept like having this internal battle. And then finally, I just prayed and I was like, Lord, if you really want me to go to this school, and I just prayed a soft prayer in my heart, I was like, please have a staff member literally ask me to come. So then I got on the Dream Shema, and Jess Longshore um, was my coach on there, and she literally called me on my birthday. Zoom called me with Miriam and was like, hey, like, I really feel like the Father's saying, you need to come to Ascent. And here you are. Here we are. What a month, a month in, month and a half in. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump in. Um, you are now discipling my eleven-year-old. Uh, so let's talk about discipleship. Let's talk about ascend in general. Well, I, I, um, Psalm twenty-four. Mm. Who can ascend the mountain of God? We, yes, the three of us are in Christ, but we're also growing in Christ. And the process of sanctification wouldn't it just be great if when you came to Christ. You just didn't have any shortcomings anymore. You didn't sin anymore. You don't no. struggle anymore. There is a theology out there that says it that. Happen. It just doesn't. And uh, we call that denial theology when yeah. someone is saying that, like, you're never going to make a mistake again or sin again, and there's no need for confession of sin. But that's a whole other story. There, there are four things that guide me as I make disciples. Mm. Matthew 28, Lord told us to go make disciples, right? Mm. Around here, it's, it's a community of discipleship. There's four things that guide me as I help people walk up the mountain of God, mm-hmm. Psalm 24. And it's the canon, it's the Bible, your conscience, mm-hmm. comforter, and community. I want to talk about these four because as we help people, quote-unquote, Shema, yeah. listen to the Father and do what He says, okay, so what are our tools to do that? How do we know what the Father's saying? There's four guideposts in my life around here. The Bible, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, community, and my conscience. Let's start with you, Gabby, then we'll go to Joe. Okay. Out of those four, what is, what is one of those pillars you have to lean into more than others, and what is one that comes most natural for you? Bible, okay. community, Holy Spirit, conscience. I think for me personally, I have to lean into the Bible because I feel like everything flows from that space. Um, Is it easy or more difficult for you too? It's more difficult, really, a lot of times because the one that's easy for me is the Holy Spirit because I feel like He's always with me and He's always moving. What would you say out of uh, the other two, when you heard me say this four C's, Mm -hmm. what do you think? What comes to mind? Uh, What do you think a ditch is for a lot of people? What are your thoughts on this for? I think 
the temptation is to reside in a ditch. It's not to have like a holistic view of all four of them in unison. It's kind of just, all right, I'm going to be real strong on the word or, well, my conscience says this, so this is the only way. Yeah. What about you? Out of those four, what's your strength? What's your weakness? Uh, I would say Holy Spirit would be my would be my strength historically. Um, it's funny because you know I'm, I'm, people would look at me and, and say I'm, I'm really outgoing and and and, and I am. I, you know I, I, that's just kind of how the Lord's wired me to have fun. But I'm telling you when it, when I was going through a lot of you know a lot of you talking about the hardships and, and the process of sanctification. I mean just trials. My biggest struggle was staying engaged with community. My my biggest struggle, um, and that's it's something that I, it's, has really been attacked in my life because I, I I know, and it sounds kind of corny, but I know there's been, I mean, my God, I'm living with you know a family now from from the church and just talking about community, and it's everything has come into alignment mm. from the community, the family of God, really. Yeah. You want to know what I notice is potentially the biggest weakness out of all four for y'all's generation. It's what the Lord used as a response to Satan in the desert. Remember when Satan tempts Jesus? Mm. He doesn't respond with the prophetic word. He doesn't even respond with uh, his own stories or testimonies. Or yeah. I mean, he's God. Yeah. He responds with the, with the written word. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, What's wild is I went to seminary with a lot of people that even turned the word into their God. <laughs> There's ditches to everything. The older you guys get, the more you're going to realize this. Yeah. But let's don't talk about that ditch. Let's talk about the ditch that even the both of you uh, listed the same strength, which is Holy Spirit. And I think it's great. I think it's incredible. But a weakness of that is this. If we get to a place where we're playing the God card, God show me this, God show right. me that. Yeah. And it's not anchored in the word. Mm-hmm. And it's not anchored in community. Yes. And I leave my conscience at bay. I can get in trouble. Now, I'm not saying that's what y'all are doing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Gabby, you got here. You asked the Holy Spirit to have a staff member reach out to you. She did. Mm. I'm not downplaying one of the four pillars. Sure. I'm simply saying I personally believe as we make disciples, all four of those better be very, very mm-hmm. strong as we make disciples. Tell me what you hear me saying. Um, I guess I have an example in my head. What I hear you saying is like, when I think of disciples and leaders, what I found, there's not many people I actually want to follow because they're not equally seeking everything, like even the capitals, they're not all seeking that. They're usually just very unbalanced, seeking one thing really hard. So I guess a more practical way of that is saying they might have a really strong gifting, but they lack the character that matches that gifting. So then um, it's kind of to me like, well, what's the point of the gift? What do you hear me saying? That's good, Gabby. What do you hear me saying? Um, I mean, I, I just think the the Bible is definitely lacks in. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to say like culture, but I think just just church like the millennial generation. I think specifically, I think even you know as you grow in the in the charismatic stuff and as you grow in the prophetic. Like, you know, even last night, you know, I just had kind of realized, that I was like, man, I had a, you know, and we're doing the Bible class here as part of a sense, so I'm in the Bible, but there's a difference with having that, that intimacy and that relationship with the Word mm-hmm. and really and really savoring the Word. And I think that that's, that'll keep you grounded. And that's what I've noticed in my life. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I think is the secret sauce of ascent out of all four pillars? And, you know, we everybody argues about something these days, so I'm sure somebody argue with me, and then that, that really is fine. The fact that our main curriculum mm-hmm. is the literal the story. Bible. Yes. I love community. I love Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I love the fact God gave me a conscience. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I, me being 48, how old are you, 25? 24. So you're going to turn around in 10 minutes and you're going to be 48. It's hard for you to understand that because you think, man, that would be a way off. It's not a ways off. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I wish I knew at your age what I know now is that I knew the Word was important. I mean, I went to a Reformed seminary for heaven's sakes. I, I've always believed the Word's important. But when you want to talk about how important, I think any community, any pursuit of the Father, any ascending the mountain without that being in my gut is just dangerous. I mean, think about this. By the time Jesus Christ was 12, he would have had the Torah memorized. Memorized. Yeah. That is a lot. That's not uh, because he's God. Luke 2.52, he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. My whole point is this. I'm not saying weaken other pillars to make Logos strong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just simply saying I've noticed that with the younger generation, Logos seems to be decreasing in passion. For example, um, I've noticed that people read less and less. I call it the Twitter generation. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not even bashing it. I'm not saying it. I'm not. No, that's true. I'm it's right. just, it's almost like, what do you mean I'm supposed to sit down and read for 45 minutes? Yes. <laughs> I'd rather just go by the books. That's the cliff notes of the books. Do you read a lot? Uh, yes. I like to listen to audio books and read. What about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love reading. I I was I loved in school. I was a political science minor. Did a lot of just history and stuff like that. I love it. Do you know uh, what I tell my three kiddos? I've never seen a significant leader that's not a reader. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying about those four C's. Canon is not a small deal. It's not. It's. I I believe the most successful leader is in God's kingdom. They don't just prophetically flow. That they they flow with a lot of scripture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. So as as you two not only ascend the mountain but start making other disciples, I'm just simply saying what I've noticed is get the word in you. Do you know what parable the Lord Jesus said? If you don't understand this one, you won't understand any of them. Do you remember? Is it sowing the seeds? Okay, so think about that. It is. Yes. So think about that. I mean, this is the Lord Jesus Christ saying, listen, if you don't understand this one, you don't understand mm-hmm. any of them. A farmer goes to scatter what? Seeds. Seed. Seeds. You just said it. So mm-hmm. soil is important. Seed is important. Mm-hmm. Moses, probably the most successful leader in God's history up until the point. I mean, he dies, and what does God tell Joshua to be successful? All he has to do is two things. Meditate day and night on the Lord. Day and night. So basically God's saying, just don't stop. Yeah. yeah. Give, uh, <laughs> give me, let's go Joe and then Gabby, and then we'll end here. Give me, how does a 24-year-old young man, young <clears throat> single man, What? You know what I'm saying? What? You know what I'm saying? A single man. How does someone lean into all four C's? So if I'm deficient in an area, yeah. then how do then what do I do? Um hmm. pick one. Well, I I'm even just thinking for, you know, the word. Okay. Right, right now specifically. So all right. you know, you at youth camp, there was a big deal about <clears throat> 
starting to fast and there was going to be like a spiritual hunger. Mm -hmm. What I have noticed is when I took a step of obedience into fasting, my work, my hunger for the word got exponentially higher. Mm -hmm. And so what, what I've, what I've really seen. And even with the story class, so the whole story class, you, you literally read the Bible. We're going through Genesis right now. What I've noticed is because I've taken that so seriously, not even so seriously, but I've just asked God, like it's just been important to me. Mm-hmm. It's been an important value to me that I do that every single day and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show me, shine your light. And it's, I have gotten more fruit from just just Genesis. I mean, it's, it's absurd what we have learned from Genesis. What I've heard you say then, a practical step, instead of feeling the daunting task of reading the whole word, what if you just took Genesis for four months and read it? And just yeah, and just start. And but 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 you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you engage, because I think that's a, that's something that I have not historically done. And when you bring the Holy Spirit into it, it's like it's like stuff just opens up. That's good, mm-hmm. Gabby. If someone that's listening to us really wants to begin to walk with Holy Spirit, yeah, Comforter, mm-hmm. but it's like oh, I don't even know how to start. Perhaps they're in a denomination that really doesn't even talk about personal Holy Spirit. Right. They watch Coach and Joe's. They hear stories of literal healings, literal prophetic, literal Book of Acts stuff happening. How does a person take the first step mm-hmm. to walking with Holy Spirit? Well, I like what Joe said about hunger. I think hunger plays a big role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, what shifted, like I grew up a Christian, known God since I was eight years old. But it really shifted for me in college, and it was because I started reading the Word, and instead of just reading it, I wanted to experience it. So I would just pray, Lord, make this my reality. Make this Word my reality. And from that place, what the Lord's taught me, if you just show up, just show up. It's half the battle. Like, just sit there with Him. Even if you can just give Him one minute, just give Him your whole heart in that one minute. And He's going to show up. Because what He showed me is, you can spend three hours a day praying to the Lord and like reading his scriptures, but like you might actually miss his voice in that. So I would just say, read the word and ask him to make it your reality. And the verse that came to mind was Hebrews um, when he says, the word of God is alive and active and it's sharper than a double-edged sword and it penetrates. Mm. So I think it hits the all four if you just start with the word. Excellent. Maybe we got any questions, comments? Anything we need to tackle this morning? Uh, Tiffany had a great comment. She said, "The I have found the more you read through the Bible, you build your relationship with Abba, which you're learning about the author, which is mm-hmm. the purpose of all of those things is building relationships. Uh, Jess may know this. What is the app that um, someone told me about recently I hadn't downloaded yet? If you need a tool to help you, it's uh, the... Nope. It's the app that um, uh, that you read through the Bible very slowly, and I believe it reads it to you. I have to figure. Dwell. 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 Everybody's talking oh, about yes. dwell. dwell. What is dwell? dwell. Yes. It like puts it to music. I just yeah. downloaded it a couple of weeks I think ago. I have Tell it. me about it. So it will read. It will read in different um, translations through different people's voice, different people's voices with like meditation music in the background, and then you can have like a three-minute meditation at the end. What would be the funniest voice as we close? What would be like the most awkward voice on there to read scripture? Kermit, Kermit the Frog. Jim Gaffigan. Shrek. <laughs> Shrek, Kermit the Frog, maybe Donald Trump. What if you woke up to Trump reading? <laughs> uh, Schwarzenegger comes to mind. Batman. Sh- uh, Batman. Batman, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Man, I'm not good with movies like this. I'm trying to think. 
Like, uh, can you imagine just like, what? What's going on here? What's the most voice you feel like sounds like God? James Earl Jones? Morgan Freeman? Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. When Morgan Freeman talks, he could be talking about how to cook gumbo, and I'll start crying. <laughs> really? In the name of Jesus, I bless you. I hope you have a great day today, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us on Coach and Joe, a YouTube talk show and podcast that helps you walk in genuine friendship with God. Check out CoachandJoe.com for epic merch, weekly blogs, and ways to help keep us up and running. We'll see you next time on Coach and Joe.